Okay. All right, everybody. So my name is Daisha Elliott. I want to welcome folks to the Entrepreneur's Heart podcast. This podcast is dedicated to just understanding that everyday grind hustle uh, and, and the heart that it takes to be an entrepreneur, to work with entrepreneurs, and to invest in entrepreneurs. So uh, I have a very special guest that I'm here with today, and, and you all will learn about them. But I want to make sure I just take time, a little bit of time, to introduce uh, my my interest, my peak, and, and why it is I felt that this podcast was important. So originally, I'm a native of Kentucky. I've lived everywhere between North and Central, all the, the big college towns that folks know. Go Wildcats, go Cardinals, go, you know, North, right? Um, and... I saw that in one of the biggest cities close to us, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, that there was a displacement of citizens and that they had unrest. And during one of their write-ins, I noticed a couple things uh, at a very single digit age. I noticed that they did not own their homes and they did not own the surrounding businesses. And so from that point on, I made a mental note to myself that I wanted to help others and also help myself to be able to create opportunities uh, for business development and community development. But I also, you know, wanted to really step into ownership and help other people become owners. And so with that dedication all throughout life, I'm like, okay, I have an interest in writing. How can I, you know, serve others as an entrepreneur that writes? I have an interest in marketing. I have an interest in talking to people. And so I've had uh, a few different entrepreneurial ventures, but um, mainly started a tech company in my teens, a digital and event marketing service, um, helped a lot of the, the athletes and the musicians and some of the small businesses within my region. Um, I also started a education tech company. And so I was dedicated to helping, you know, increase GBAs for student athletes. And that experience really taught me everything about coding and, and what it means to talk to folks who are venture capitalists. And now um, I have a company that's dedicated to researching, tracking, and, and building programs that do good, that have impact for multinational corporations. And so um, entrepreneurship, again, is something that uh, I believe creates autonomy, lasting success, and just overall uh, development. Now, I say all that uh, to say that, you know, I also believe that there is a lot of good in, in having a, a nine to five or being able to uh, practice entrepreneurship or the, or the ability to help others with making their company grow. And so even as an entrepreneur, I still had a nine to five. I used it to supplement my learnings, to supplement my income and make sure that I had that good tax liability and health insurance on my side. And so uh, again, as you're building your own, as you're helping other folks build theirs, there's always something that you can take away from it. But again, it takes heart um, to do something on your own and build it up to where you wanted to go. But with that being said, um, I also don't want to make it seem like entrepreneurship is something that uh, wasn't in my family. And so here as a guest today with me, um, I want to shed light, uh, pay homage, give flowers, but also introduce my guest, uh, my 
awesome, phenomenal, intellectual, uh, very loved grandfather, Dr. Elliot. Dr. Elliot, welcome to the Entrepreneur's Heart Podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, uh, for those who are not familiar just with a little bit about your background, but mainly, you know, what has been your journey as an entrepreneur? Where has that intersected, uh, you know, with your with your day job and, and what folks uh, commonly know you as? Okay, well, even as I was sitting here thinking, I realized I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've been an entrepreneur by accident. Mm-hmm. I've been an accident. I've been an entrepreneur out of ignorance. So my first big point is going to be, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it has to be a conscious decision. And it's something that you need to consciously learn. Like one question is, if you played sports and no one taught you the rules, how successful would you be at that sport? In the same way, if, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and if you don't know the rules, you're not going to be particularly successful. And that's what I realized. Like, so my first business would be as uh, when I, I, they said I was working as a professor, but I started a karate club, and which is a business, but I didn't realize that. And so I didn't realize I could have been selling uniforms. Um, marketing yet those are not the things I did because I didn't realize that I was running a business and I think that that speaks to why I'm so fascinated by what I'm doing with you is that I'm first learning how to be an entrepreneur and most importantly how to change my mindset so my second point would be if you're going to be an entrepreneur you have to change your mindset or how you think about things how you see the world Because as Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that produced the problem. Or as this is Catherine, she used to tell me all the time, 60 to 80% of the solution to any problem is contained within an accurate description of the problem. Basically, when you know what the problem is, you will know what the solution is. But because most people don't define their problem adequately and accurately, they work on problems that they don't have while not working on the problems that you do have. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So you and I may have used this before, but you know, what do you think is the leading cause of divorce in the United States? Is it um, money or unhappiness, compatibility? Something like okay, that. Let's take those two. So, um, uh, Bill Gates just got divorced. Tiger Woods is divorced. So money will not stop you from getting, most people think that. Uh, Michael Jordan got divorced. Uh, Tiger Woods got divorced. So rich people and unhappiness uh, is that, as I told one young lady, when she told me she was unhappy, she was lonely. And so she was going to find her a man. I said, if you're unhappy, you're lonely. And you think the solution is a man. It's a classic case of where the solution is far worse than the problem. See, so if you're lonely, you need to deal with your loneliness. Loneliness is a feeling inside of you that you need to deal with, and someone outside would not be able to do that. So that that that's so my point is that in becoming an entrepreneur, you've got to learn how to be an entrepreneur and you've got to change your mindset. Uh, 
and, and as you were telling me, you point out to me, a lot of the women that you that are uh, that you're looking working, they they list themselves as entrepreneurs, but in reality, they are disgruntled employees, either because they got fired or they can't find a job or they can't keep a job. And so we got to change their mindset from, I'm 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 going to turn this thing. I'm going to start my own job. No, you don't start a job. If you but if you're going to start a business, you better know how to do that. Uh, and as we say, you know, and you need a, a support. That's another third point is you need a support system. Who do I go to when I need advice? Somebody that bucked me up. So. I need a support system and I need a support system and a mentor that has already accomplished what I want to do. You know, as the Bible said, the blind leading the blind, you both going to end up in a ditch. So if your mentor is not an effective entrepreneur, that's not going to work. So I, I think, and, and so, um, like I've always said, my, like I said, my first entrepreneur was being owning a karate club, but not even realizing that was a business. Uh, then I'm trying to think about the next thing. Uh, yeah, you've had a few businesses. Like you've been like a counselor, you've been a consultant. A counselor. Yeah, well, uh, going into independent, going into independent or individual or going on the, going into practice as a counselor, not even realizing that this was a business, you know, it, it, I wasn't working for anyone. Uh, and so I was in, uh, what they call, I was in a uh, private practice. That means you you practice so nobody finds out what you're doing. But okay, no, so that uh, that that was going into private practice, which is another business that I was not prepared to be successful at because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, okay, so so I think those are those were my endeavors into becoming an entrepreneur. And now what I'm doing, I'm I've become a licensed insurance. A professional, educated, and with the goal of, as I learn how to be an entrepreneur, that I want to work with African American women who aspire to be entrepreneurs, but they don't have the mindset or the training to be effective. Uh, you know, we looked at a clip from Beauty Shop, and I think what we're going to coin is the Beauty Shop mentality. Where Queen Latifah, as a beauty, uh, as a beauty consultant, beauty operator gets angry with her boss and quits her job and storms out. And first thing, she doesn't have the capital to start on business. So when she goes to bank, they refuse to loan her, make her a loan because uh, she has a lot of character and no collateral, which means she's going to leave her broke. Well, she ended up with getting a small loan, which just put it in a position to end up bankrupt. And I think what uh, 75 to 85% of all businesses fail, and particularly for them, is for lack of capital. So if you if you don't know how to access capital and get it, and then to work with it, then you're not going to be successful. So that's my introduction. Yeah, I, I mean, I and, and let's just kind of break this down a little bit. I mean, I'm coming okay. from the, the financial industry, and so, uh, you know, working with a nonprofit bank, we talk to so many different entrepreneurs. I I know for me, I'm I'm close to 500 that I spoke with, you know, within the last wow. physical year. And uh, a lot of those that we spoke with were newer businesses, were businesses of color, especially Black women. And so mm -hmm. um, 
you know, there's there's this con misconception that um, just because you you start your own business, um, you know, just because you build it, they're going to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the psychological aspects of running a business, learning what you need to learn, having those in your corner that'll support you. I think in your introduction, you you did a good job of, of just talking about uh, where where you you personally as an entrepreneur has fell short in that arena. And then where you're noticing that the entrepreneurs of today are, you know, also kind of running off the cliff <laughs> in that <laughs> same direction. So what would you say was probably one of your most successful businesses that you had, even if it was by accident? And why do you think that it made the success that it did? Wow, that, that's a great question. Well, I guess the biggest one was, uh, was like when, when I, I got back into, oh, well, uh, well, one karate club I was running and people were learning and growing and developing as individuals. Uh, and I was wondering if I ever made a profit, but the big thing was that, oh, and then I was a personal trainer. Oh, I forgot that, but anyway. So, um, so this idea that when I was doing what I wanted to do and was loving what I was doing, it, it appeared to have an impact on other people being successful. In that case, I was leading by example. I was leading by influence. Uh, and I think that was the difference that made the difference. I was doing what I knew to do. I had been trained to do it and I knew the rules. So I think that's what made that successful. And as I look back at when I got into things that I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know that it was a business, I didn't succeed. So, so yeah, so that big thing, I, I, I've, got to, I've got to realize that this is a business and these are the rules. And if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to have to follow the rules or at least my version of those rules. I don't know, did that answer that question? That definitely answered that question. Uh, and I also want to point out too that folks, interpretation of success is, is oftentimes different. So um, I think, you know, me and you briefly touched on this. There's uh, some folks who they just want a side hustle and that's okay, right? You might be a really good hair braider. You might uh, really enjoy making those, those Sunday plates. You might really enjoy knitting and sewing. And it's just something that you sell and you do on occasion. Then you have those who, you know, they're having lifestyle businesses, right? This is just enough to maintain the, the life that I live. Maybe it's a replacement for what they made when they were working, but it's not going to go too far outside of maybe them and, and assistant or, you know, other kind of fractional workers. But then you have those who, you know, they are the Oprah Winfrey, Elon Musk, and, and they have companies that are, are going to go into the billions and hire, you know, hundreds, thousands. Uh, they're going to be on the stock market. And so I think it's, it's having that conversation with ourselves to say, 
okay, where am I at? What am I comfortable with? Um, you know, wh where would I like to see this company go? But even in that, I also have to realize that that comes with a certain level of responsibility, training, and investment, not only of just money, but of, of, of time um, and, and the comforts. You, you would sacrifice the comforts that maybe you were all right with at the level below. So, I mean, for you, did you mention, oh, I didn't know if I really made a profit. And so listening to you kind of, you know, pick out what a success was to you was, was just very interesting to hear. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that, that's really a good observation because I, I agree with you that success is very idiosyncratic or success is very relative to the goals of the entrepreneur or to that person. So, and for me, so like I said, I had a lot of success, but I downplayed it because it was not financial success because that was not my goal. And I appreciate you pointing it out. And it's just like, I just, uh, Monday I went for my uh, cataract evaluation. Cataracts and things and, and uh, they eyes, are now right? so, yeah, in your eyes, but the big thing and they, was where your eyes, uh, they start to cloud up after the age 50. But what they can do, they can go in and measure. And now the measurement and the laser is so precise, they can determine that my right eye uh, was ready, but not my left eye. And they suggested to wait and do them both at the same time. But the point I'm making is even our eyes are different and they move at a different rate. And so when someone... When you're working with an entrepreneur or would be entrepreneur, you got to be sure that you both are defining success in the same way and at the same time, you know, and that uh, and being able to facilitate that the person getting to where they want to get to. Uh, and so that that's really a good point. Yeah, I think that um, I think that there is power in saying, I need to go seek uh, those outside of my, my local circles, my inner circles, right? I need to join this, uh, you know, business peer-to-peer -peer group. I need to look at these webinars. I need to take this training. Uh, I mm -hmm. need to get a chance to look at um, kind of what I see as a successful company or even you know, I tell folks, okay, so who is your competition at the most local level and even on the biggest level, right? So if I was to talk about um, like a KPMG or Bain and Consulting, like those are some of the, the biggest competitors in what I do. But then, uh, you know, on the, on the local level for my private company, it could be other, you know, university kind of back researchers. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at, your competition, um, it's not just those that you kind of aspire to be. Like I said, it's those who, you know, are also in your same lane, in your same town, in your same state. Um, and it's, it's understanding, you know, what does it take to get there? So now that you, you've shifted from, you know, karate to your private practice to, um, you know, selling insurance, 
where where do you see kind of your gaps or things that you have to work on in order to be the best entrepreneur at this stage? Okay, uh, but so but before I take that on, you said sure. between uh, being from karate to private Result. practice, mm -hmm. but also uh, in all of that, I also was a keynote speaker. And I used to, uh, now that was very successful and quite, um, Lucrative. that made a, a lot of money doing that. You know, wow. I never thought about that, but uh, and the big <laughs> thing was, uh, and, and it, as Morgan Freeman said, that word of mouth, you know, I'd speak somewhere, they say, well, people need to hear you and they make the referral. So that, uh, that's something, uh, so that, but in, but so that made me think about that. But something else you said, but you wanted me to make the gap between the karate and private practice. And, and, and even now. I need to feel? Mm -hmm. Oh, even now. Um, that's some great questions. So I, I think, like I said, the, the biggest thing are uh, in, the, in this financial thing, one thing they do uh, like when I was when I had to take my tests for you have to take a test for the to be licensed you have to pass you have to get seventy well they got this cram course it, it's uh, it is electronic you know is online but the beauty of it you know they 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 prepare you in exactly the way you're going to take the test it's for choice and so as, as you take the the cram course. You answer a question, you know, immediately. So the feedback is immediate so that when I went in to take the test, because I had been so well prepared, I didn't review or anything. You know, they give you time to review. I said, I don't need to review because I know that they're right and I'd be a pass. So I think uh, looking at am I addressing my needs in such a way that it works for me? And that was a big thing in terms of I think this investment is, is when I took the cram course and I did so well. So um, within, I think, less than a month, I was ready to take the test. So that I think introducing technology, introducing technology into your learning process will speed it up. It's like Zoom has eliminated the need. Uh, where I can I can bring I can bring my classroom into my house. Uh, I don't have to make those kind of travels. So that you know, look at uh, what are the different and it was so it was so powerful the way that they set up this course. Uh, so and then being sure uh, uh, and being sure what is my goal and what is success, success for me. So how did you come up with what success looked like for you? Was there a psychological exercise? Is it just that you you have this emotional awareness because you you have this background in, in social work and, and, and clinical? How did you come up with that picture of success? Gee, but, but see, I think that's the problem. I never did. I was a, a fly by the seat of my pen. So I would do stuff. Uh, like, uh, like this is a perfect example. You know, uh, I'm going to college. So my mother, my aunt, 
take me down there. We sign all the papers. They put they drop me off at the dorm, and then they get back in the car. It's only then that I realized they are leaving me. Yeah, they are going back, back to Cincinnati. I'm going to be down here by myself. I don't know. I, I guess I thought they were going to go to college with me. I don't know what I thought, but I started crying. So that and that that really is a capsule of just 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 not being not even understanding or, or not having goals or success and then striving to achieve it so you never know when you get there if you didn't get there and, and so that's one thing you know and remember it's not a plan until it's on paper so that uh so it's actually laying out goals i know every 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 basketball team, every day at the beginning of the season, they put their goals on the wall. This is what we're, if you're if you're um, Chicago, you hope you find the, the field. See, uh, and, but then, then if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you plan on winning your next championship. So you make your goals, like you said, and you make the goals specifically for you. So for me, that's what I need to do is sit down. What is success? You know, at this point, for me. And in fact, I've been thinking about that is what are my goals? So like one of my goals is to help X number of African-American female entrepreneurs just to see themselves as entrepreneurs, not as not as people that are going to start their own job, but as people that are going to start their own business and what that's going to mean. You know, it, it is not the same thing. Uh, and, and so helping them to change their mindset to say, I am a business owner. That means I have taken my business as a way of life for me, you know, and that, and, and there's not going to be um, some boss or somebody owe me to tell me what to do. I'm going to do that. I tell people all the time, when you, when you, when you own your own business, you can't call in sick. You, know, you tell the boss I'm sick you're going to tell yourself and then add out from yourself so that it, it's a whole different mindset starting with these are my goals and I've developed a plan and a plan to, to meet my goals and having the criteria with you know, smart goals that are measurable and that I know when I've met my goals and I have someone who holds me accountable to those goals. I think that this is going to be an interesting time uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs because uh, the onset of the pandemic caused this shift and not only shifted for those who were like, hey, I have time to self-reflect and I can work differently, right? I can work from my house or I can change my career or I can do what it is that I wasn't able to start, right? Start that business. But mm -hmm. now that we are kind of readjusting to this new normal, I think it's sifting out maybe those who didn't have a plan or who, who didn't have training. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to those who are figuring out uh, how to be an entrepreneur um, through through the unknown times, through the through the times of, uh, you know, getting out of that startup phase, which is usually within the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. So the the most important thing, 
And it's what one of my mentors used to tell me all the time. Never be afraid to take the time to think deeply. So this is, a, <clears throat> this is something they need to be thinking about on an ongoing basis. And like you said, taking the time to reflect, to think, and, 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 and realize sometimes if, if I need to make a change, but, but really thinking deeply and consulting with someone who has accomplished what you want to accomplish. Uh, and, and I'm amazed at the number of people that are willing to, willing to help you, you know, and like you said, you know, going online and looking at things, uh, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, all those, those videos and things with people who have accomplished, who have accomplished what you want to accomplish, and they're going to tell you how to do it for free, you know, so yeah, so and uh, I'm a great believer in training. Get some training. <laughs> We're in this information age. There's mm -hmm. so many videos, YouTubes, links. What are some things that um, technology can't get rid of? So, for instance, I noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs have problems following up, right? We had a meeting. Did you follow up with a thank you? Did you follow up with an email? The follow-up is, is a struggle. And it's a struggle because? I don't know the, the why not. Okay, well, I, what I noticed is, and it, it may be a difference in generations. Uh, like uh, my, my mentor at uh, WFG, you know, she always wants to text me. And I don't think that's not an effective way of communicating information. Now, it, it, it you know, like say, it, it's like if I want to, I'm going to change the meeting from three o'clock to four o'clock. That's one thing. That's not information. That's just, that's just facts. But when we're, we're talking about how we're going to work with this client, then you can't do that on text. You know, so so yeah, and, and you excellent point. When, when you rely so much, when you try to get technology to do what it was not intended intended for, and text is not intended for sophisticated, well developed, well thought out um, messages. It was you know, boom, boom, boom. It's great. Okay, uh, I'm running late. I won't be there at four. I'll be there at five. That's that. You can do that in the text. But if I'm going to explain to you how to be more effective at what you do. You can't do that on a text. And so, so I think that, that that's one big thing. So what they perceive as follow-up probably is not follow-up for uh, someone of a different generation. They may not get it. Because, you know, and I got to tell you, you know, I used to hate hip-hop. I hated hip-hop. I hated rap. Uh, I would actually get sick if I heard it. What? Now I love rap. You know, you know what happened? What happened? Thing happened? You, you, you found a song you like. You found some lyrics. No, that I found sense. a musical play. Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 in fact, the first time I went to Hamilton, I couldn't hear it. Then after I watched, and then they put it, it was just amazing. When, 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 you know, Hamilton toured for five years. It was on Broadway for five years. Then they, uh, they made a film, they shot a film of it. 
Mm -hmm. the best, and they, and they put it on Disney. They said more people saw that film in in the third and fourth of July than that five years of touring. That's mm -hmm. the impact of platform. So yeah, so you know you got to you got to be sure. Am I on the right platform that is going to deliver? What I want? Because at Hamilton has me loving. You know, I listen to you know at least two or three. This is some, but but it really helped me helped me to understand hip hop and what they're trying to say. And and because remember, you can tell anybody anything if you say it at a time that they can hear it, and if you say it in a way that they can hear it. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. That's what uh, a follow-up is about. Am I saying it at a time that they can hear it? And am, am, am I saying it in a way that they can hear it? You know. So yeah, see, so so they, they think, well, I did, but I sent them a text. Well, hell, the text didn't do it. The text just blew right by. And then they might not even notice the text anyway, because uh, they don't live with their phone based on it. They don't live with their phone the way that you do. Checking it every five minutes, mm -hmm. so that so remember, once again, it's back to you have to customize uh, follow up to yeah. this specific person. Yeah, you know, and then uh, and check with them and say, you know, did you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's major. So, Dr. Elliot, I, I knew that you would have a lot of gems to to drop, and I think that us being able to come together just from different generations, different industries and aspects. I know that there's a lot that we agree on. Can you uh, just kind of quickly summarize what, what are some, some of the things that you think we'll be working on together when it comes to entrepreneurs? And then how can people connect with you? Is it, you know, through an email, that sort of thing? Um, how can we do that? Well, okay, to summarize working with entrepreneurs, we're going to have to work with entrepreneurs from their perspective. And, and, and that may mean helping them to change their perspective and be comfortable with the changes. Uh, that's one thing. So, yeah, so, you know, that change, change their mindset and say, you're not creating a job you're developing a business and that means you, you, you're going to have to change. There's something going to work at. That's one thing. Uh, so that's the big thing is, is I, I think it begins with your mindset about, no, this is not a job that you have. You're not looking for a job. You're developing a business and that's going to take everything. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, and I, I'm sorry. You know, but uh, I heard Roseanne Barr say before she went crazy. Anyway, some guy, she said some guy called up and asked her, should he go into show business? She said, no, don't do it. Yeah. She said, don't do it unless you're willing to give everything you got, including your life, understanding that that may not be enough. Mm. So that, and, and I think so. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, that means you got to give everything you got, including your life and even understanding that may not be enough in the beginning. And, and, and so that's why the name of your podcast is so right, because it takes heart. 
it takes heart, you know, because for, if for every, uh, every yes you get, you got to go through nine no's. You know, you got to go through nine no's. Okay, you got to take a break. So yeah, I'm done. So let Great. folks know huh? how they can get in touch with you. Do you have a, an oh, email yeah, oh, yeah. or a uh, website? Okay, yeah, uh, my website, oh no, my email is Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, at N-K-U dot E-D-U. Let me say that one. It's Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, at N-K-U dot E-D-U. Yes. And I'll even give you a second one. Yes. It's uh, Kappa Dog, K-A-P-P-A, D-O-G, three, at outlook.com. Let me say that one more time. It's capital K-A-P-P-A dog D-O-G three at outlook.com. And I still appreciate your time. I thought you uh had an excellent uh interview here. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Folks, you can reach me at Dr. Dasha on all social media platforms. That's D-R-D-E-S-H-A, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all that jazz. Again, D-R-D-E-S-H-A on all social media. Um, until next time, put your heart into it. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Wow.